Welcome to another episode of Business in the Spotlight. I'm Leventis Share, and today I'm joined by Mr. Larry Mitchell. How you doing, sir? Hey, brother. Doing fine. How are you today? I'm I'm not doing too bad. So uh, we here uh, at the loft here in Lakeland, and um, uh, I saw you. Well, we we scheduled this uh, last week, and uh, I've been excited to to actually do this interview because I've heard a lot about you, uh, sir. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, okay. So first of all, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Yeah. You do so many things. You're like uh, the head of a board. Um, you're a lawyer. You're a pharmacist. How do you possibly find the time to do all these things? Well, son, I'm uh, 60 some years old, right? Yes, sir. I've been ambitious all my life. From the earliest I can remember myself as a child. And uh, things that interested me was as a child just motivated me to be all I could be. Right. You know, because of discrimination raised up in it and saying injustice and having a way to say, you know, I'm gonna get back at these people right. for what they're doing or they're doing to my people. So it's all kind of thing that motivates you. And uh, when you when you have that ambitions ambition in you. And so at a very early age, I always wanted to do all I could do. Right. You know. I discovered my athletic skills, my intellect. You know, I would go places, try things, do things. You know, on on the that was uh, on the border line a lot of times, and sometimes you you win and sometimes you lose, but you mm-hmm. learn. Absolutely, that's the key. That's the key. So my journey stopped way way back, but uh, you know, decades later, you know, uh, you know, raised up in the sixties, the seventies, the good years, the seventies. Were I, you born before then? No, I wasn't. <laughs> okay. no, I missed out. Maybe the next time around. Okay. I, I, I've heard about it though. Trust me, I've heard a lot about the seventies. Right yeah. But anyway, I think the question, you know, you know, fast forward. I just, uh, I found myself in high school. I, I was a an outstanding All America athlete mm. and got hurt. What in sport? High school. Football. Football. Okay. And this ring right here represents our championship. But we only got this. That was in seventy and seventy one. We went back to back when schools integrated. Wow. It's like the movie. Uh, Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. It's exactly. Yes. Right. But we won. We went back to back. The black school and the white school integrated. Right. And so a lot of competition. And I was on a, I was one of two sophomores that made the varsity team. Wow. And I started. And my best friend today was a quarterback. And he wound up being the second black quarterback at the University of Florida. Wow. I got hurt my junior year, midway. And so as All-American, my, according to my junior year, I had to find, you know, that was a – and then, then six weeks later I, re, I heard it again. I used to sing and I felt – on these rises, I was in the chorus at this country club at Christmas time, and the rises gave when I got up top. So an injury that I just got, had a major surgery on, wow. I forced it to bend when I fell on these rises. So that was a, in six weeks. So that really did, pretty much did my, my football career. So I had to ask myself, <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> right. What else? Well, when you ask yourself, and honest, be honest with yourself, you just, you know, I found that, you know, I like my other Activity was was chemistry. Mm. I didn't give up on sport football. I came back, but wasn't fast enough. I became a field goal kicker. Wow! And they put me on the swimming team. I love to swim. I learned to swim in a lake called Gator Lake. So you had to learn. You had to learn. How right. To swim. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, 
I was uh, on the swimming team, diving team, my junior year football team. I came back my senior year on the football team, and I was a great kicker. So long story short, I, got a, I went to FAMU football on a pharmacy scholarship and a partial kicking scholarship for Florida and them. And my first year there, we won the first Division One AA in the history of football. Wow. We Hubbard. So that's kind of how I got kicked off. Right. You know, uh, and to discover myself being challenged, what you're going to do under stress situations. Uh, and that was the mighty good years of the 70s. Y'all out there know what the 70s are. <laughs> do I have to tell you? <laughs> we, we, we've seen plenty of movies. We've okay, seen plenty, plenty of movies. Yes, sir. Okay, I'll write in the midst of it. Yes, right? sir. And so, so yeah, pharmacy school and, and football going on at the same time. And, and after I graduated from pharmacy school, let me tell you this, this is a little history. Back in the 70s, pharmacists had to, they put five years in, then they had to go and what we call extern. You had to go to a hospital someplace and extern for nine months. So right. back then, basically most pharmacist graduates was going one of three places to get that training. As I remember, Walgreens, you had to go to Chicago, Illinois to work with Walgreens. At the same time, you had the big Eckers Pharmacy, which was one or two largest pharmacy in the United States, them and Walgreens at the right. time. Or you went into the hospital, learned the hospital where pharmacy, or you went to a institution or mm. army base. Wow, okay. Mental institutions or army base, or, you, know, or, you know, Air Force Base, Navy. Those are the places, but retail is... You know, you, you can find a retail pharmacy in the state of Florida mm. to intern or extern. And so by the time I graduated, Eckers was not hiring blacks or hiring graduates from FAMU. And there was some litigation that went on behind the scene. And they opened their doors up to our, our, my class. Mm -hmm. So most of us went to Fort Lauderdale in Miami mm. during, during the uh, 1978. Yeah. And so, and, 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 you know, the rest is history. That opened the door for everybody. So, let me ask you a question. So, uh, again, so you, you, said, you said you got uh, your pharmaceutical degree, like, and also a lawyer. Like, is it, I'm trying to word this the right way, is it just a case of, like, um, I don't want to say boredom, but it's just like, okay, I've already mastered that. Let me move on to the next one. Or is it, are you truly interested in all the things you do? Yeah, I w well, yes. I'm going to tell you what I did. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I, I'm, I'm an avid reader. I won't say I'm a great reader because I like stuff that are real. I couldn't, you know, it had to be sort of nonfiction type of things. Uh, I went in the library one day and ran across a book that told what what professional salary <laughs> salary was. Right? The money, the money, <laughs> and and believe it or not, the top three professions, as I recall was like, uh, I think it was like lawyer, no, it was doctor at the top, then it was like lawyer, and, and, and then it was pharmacist. Wow. And the salary, yearly salary for a pharmacy in the 70s was like $13,000, mm. you know? I said, oh, okay, that's, 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 that's okay. What school got it? Didn't learn, you know, fam, you had it. Right. You know, then they had football and tradition, all that stuff too. I said, okay, you know, and uh, because 
I got an off. I got looked at even with my bad leg. Out of three of us, Columbia University, which is Ivy League school, right? That was about right. grades, you know. Our grades wasn't. It was okay, three, 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 two, but uh, you know the scores on the ACT or whatever SAT we was taking wasn't one at the top. So when I became a, when I started entering the pharmacy, I thought I liked it. Mm. I, I, I I really didn't 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 enjoy it. Right. You know, right away. I, I mean, right away, um, I started pursuing. You know, my best friend was the quarterback that went to Florida right. as a quarterback. He was in Louisiana at Southern University in law school his first year. So I took the LSAT, and, I, you know, they liked my score. And I just got married the same year. My wife and I packed our bags and went to Louisiana. Mm. <laughs> okay, now, and that was 79 during the Depression. Wow. And that's another, you know, hillbilly experience. There, there. That, that, <laughs> that situation was beautiful. Country, new country, new new lifestyle out there. That was a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm leaving something out of all of this. I've all. Let me, let me, let me, I like to be transparent. Absolutely. I was a, a sort of a party, social, focused person. Right. Got into drugs and dealing, willing, right. all of that while I'm going through school. Right. Okay. Fortunate, blessed. Had many situations that occurred. Could have could have been the end. Right. And even came up through the crack scene <clears throat> during the eighties. Experienced all of that, mm-hmm. and uh, so but made it through, you know. Uh, after graduating in, in law, my experience being addicted as a working pharmacist, you know, as a working pharmacist, I was a practical drug addict who worked. Mm. Uh, when I say practical, I was a, a functional. Functional, <laughs> right. yes, yes, sir. And on and off until I got, um, I got healed, or I had a spiritual experience one day, trying to get off this thing, right. trying to get off of it, seriously trying to get off of it, and uh, I became I became a volunteer doing foreign medical mission work. For the symbol of God through the but, foreign medical division. So, like, what exactly? Did, I've never heard okay. of that. What does that entail? Missionary mission go to foreign countries, uh-huh. and they do missionary work. They, we had doctors, nurses. We set up cubicles, tents, you know, and so forth. We work with the local assembly of God people in that country who who are missionaries, right. and they make all the logistic stuff available for us. You know, where we go, where we're going to eat, where we're going to set up. You know, putting the word out in that city or country or that town. That you know, a medical team is coming to provide health care for you, deal with your health needs. Right, right. You know everything from surgery, amount of surgery to to whatever. And so I handled the pharmacy part of it. Okay. But then I had to write it out, learn Spanish, and write it right. in Spanish. But we had interpreters at the same time. Then we have church and we were healing, all kind of situations. I experienced for 14 years doing that. That was a, a tremendous experience. But my first year was in Lima, Peru. Wow. Okay, the cocaine capital world, and I was challenged. Soon wow. I got off the plane, all right? Okay. And so, challenged with a lot of things <laughs> on that trip. And uh, so, uh, but I had, I, I was recovering, recovering, mm-hmm. and got back, and God healed me through a spirit, a experience I had over there in Lima. 
And uh, the, I, that's when I started my homeless shelter, my rehab center, 1989. Another, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And today, you know, we're celebrating 32 years <laughs> in that uh, celebration with about 25 people in our program. Um, and so, you know, and I would take that experience, come back, usually it's for a week or two weeks, those, those, those missionary trips, you know, uh, and I would share it with my pharmacy people who really supported my mission trips or the church or the community, mm-hmm. that experience. And so and then I would teach at, at pharmacy, pharmacy uh, law. Occasionally I would go to Tallahassee and, and talk about experiences that the guys who go going to school, that this is an experience you, you ought to really look into is going on a foreign missionary trip. Right. The language, the custom, it's a whole different experience. And so that was big, and I was probably one of the first black pharmacists <laughs> to, 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 to get involved with assembly, for sure. Uh, and they're a very strong missionary, foreign mission uh, organization. So that, that kind of did that. I came back, like I said, with that burden, and, and opened up a, the building, you know, right there on Kathleen and Fifth Street. And uh, it's just been miraculous. God sent people in my life to help me out. And, you know, it's a very challenging type of ministry. Today, um, we've probably seen thousands of people have come through our organization and reconciliation marriages. And it's amazing, you know, the, how things evolve from people being just maybe homeless with crack addiction. Mm. And, and in the 32 years, you've seen a lot of the addictions right. of new drugs has been on the market. Okay, that's interesting. So I I got a couple questions for you. Uh, No, 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 you're fine. This is your show. So uh, during uh, uh, the the ministry days, the 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 missionary days, what was the most interesting place that you visited, for better or for worse? All of them was 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 wonderful. Absolutely, I mean, it's hard to explain it. All you know, something you see things on TV, right? But when you're there on the ground, you can smell it. Mm. You can see the people. You can touch them. You can, you can have that spiritual experience or that social experience. It's nothing like it. You see the poor, the cripple. You know, I've been all over. I've been to Africa. I've been to China, every Central America, North. I mean, Central America, South America. You know, Zimbabwe down in there, and uh, and, and Cape Town. And we, but we're out in the woods. We, we're, we're at places. You know, that it's not sometimes not even running water. Uh, the the in the, uh, uh, what do you call the uh, and, and probably I was in Nicaragua when the when the big war thing was going on the earthquake I've experienced some shaking ground in in Nicaragua um, you know Argentina uh, Venezuela you know Chile you know a lot of places and, and but the, the question. You know, I've seen spirits mm. possess people. I mean, possess. You, have you seen what's the movie uh, uh, Exorcist? Absolutely, brother. Dig here. <laughs> that is common. Whack. It, it's very common. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've seen other type of religions. You have to learn. Sometimes, if you go into a Muslim country like Ivory, what was uh, I was in uh, Ivory Coast, a place called Abidjan. And that's 90% Muslim. You just have to know the customs, things to say and not to say. And, um, you know, uh, and, and we're taught that. 
you right. know, before we even get over there, <laughs> you know, and they well informed us of different customs. But uh, I've seen people possess, and I've right. seen what we had to do mm-hmm. to exercise them, you know. I, I really experienced that. Uh, but I come from a Pentecostal background, Baptist okay. background, so that wasn't that new for me. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a Sunday, not a Sunday. You know, so, so that, that, that was, but there's many experiences you challenge with when you're in a country and y'all talk about freedom and rights and, you know, guns and so forth. You know, every, just about every country I've gone to, you you got guards with guns. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, rifles and, 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 and you know, uh, and so, you know, it's just a customer there is over there. Um, so, mm-hmm. so, so, so you, so you talk about uh, uh, seeing people possessed uh, and, and all this, uh, uh, all these type of things. What, quote unquote, possessed you to, to, to stop drugs or did you just quit cold turkey no. or how, how did that process go? Matter of fact. It, it, I knew as a Christian the only way I was gonna get saved mm-hmm. or get uh, to get out of this situation is is to have is gonna take Christ to 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 really help me because I can't do it by myself. I've never seen a drug like crack. And I, I've taken just about everything you can take, uh, <laughs> and, and you know I got delivered in 1989. Started ministry in '89. And uh, still going strong today, but it's, it's, I use the principles that help me, right. and I use it in my ministry. If it helped me, it could help anyone. Right. You know? Okay. Uh, so it's those principles, the biblical principles, it stands on its own. Um, and so that's, that's, you know, and once I was delivered, you know, I went to college. I went to, I went to Bible, I went to Bible college. Mm. I, didn't, I forgot to tell you, I went to, and got a, a degree in, in Bible studies and, and missionary work. And so I said, now I got the law, I got the drug education, I got the Bible <laughs> spiritual education. Is there anything left? <laughs> right. So I dedicated myself to, to helping others, you know, because, you know, I talked about the ministry, but, you know, I do, I also the this president of Central Florida Business Diversity Council, which is a Nonprofit that promote minority businesses throughout the I four corridor, through you know education, financial. We advocate for them. They come up against a situation, and provide contractual opportunities to municipalities for contractors. You know, general contractors, subcontractors. You know, there's a lot of opportunities out here through network and collaboration that people just don't 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 realize. And so our office is located downtown. Both of them are that. Uh, that I'm there 20, you know, seven days a week to help people start up business, to to network, to to connect them to opportunities. Right. And uh, they're out here. Yeah. So, okay, so so that's beautiful. So, backing up a little bit, you mm-hmm. started uh, your halfway house in 89, you said. Yes. What, what brought you back to Lakeland? You know what? That's interesting. <laughs> when, I, when I was graduated from, from Louisiana, I was married. Mm-hmm. Beautiful wife, and uh, my senior year, we decided that she'll leave Tallahassee, I mean uh, Louisiana, to go find a job in Florida because she had a lot of connections. Her parents, you know, had a lot of connections here in Florida, and so 
she found a job with the Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. So when I graduated, you know, she had an apartment ready, and, um, you know, I came back with the idea thinking that I can get a get a good job in the pharmacy until I passed the, the bar. Right. <laughs> right? I'm still a, an addict. And uh, so I'm studying. I went to look for a pharmacy job. Couldn't find one. I went to you know, different places. And the one place I decided not to go to is the place that eventually hired me. Wow. And I was there working for 20-some years, you know. Cost me $500 for, to an employment agency to get a job where the pharmacy that I just passed by said they ain't gonna hire me. <laughs> and they wound up being the one that hired me by going through this employment agency. So did you think they weren't gonna hire you just because like, uh yeah, because of uh, they were you know, just it's Polk County. Okay, you know, I get okay. Polk, I'm saying, oh, Say less. Oh, yeah, you got this drugstore. Right. You, know, you didn't have no black drugstore. Right, right. Okay, and, okay. And, uh, like unlike today, you mm-hmm. know, we got three or four black pharmacies, drugstores around here. Well, I wind up in the end having uh, having a part uh, a bit a part owner in, in, in that piece, you know, um, some twenty some years later. But uh, I retired from pharmacy back in uh, about eight years ago, I think. And I do full time with the with the uh, ministry and with CFBDC, raising okay. money and, and, and providing opportunities. Okay, so we'll go back and forth between those. So for for the ministry, how do people know to come there, or like how like how do you contact the people? Like how like how do you? <laughs> Well, brother, let me tell you, the business I'm in is right. like the funeral home business. Wow. They, you know, they're there. Two things, that, several things that are going on today. Re-entry of, peop- re-entry of people coming out of prison who don't have a place to go. Okay. That's big. Absolutely. Okay, all right. And you have the mentally ill that are homeless. Right. Okay. You have court order. People go to court and, you know, they want don't want to send them to prison, but they got to have a place to go. If it ain't state run, you know, at least have a place where you can go that they can vouch for you. You're going to get help. Right. You know, if you're a drug addict, have a drug problem. Then you got people who are on the street who deal with substance abuse problems. So, and then 30-some years been in this business, a lot of folks know about the organization and myself and what I do. So we have 27, we have six houses within two blocks of each other. Right. You know, we have a renovation project going on right now. And uh, on one of them, so so we, you know, COVID had a strong impact on us, you know, financially. Uh, so we're constantly trying to raise money. Usually, it's three ways that we, we we provide revenue, you know, either through grants, um, rent. When a person can come into New Life, they don't they don't have to afford. They, you know, you come in if you, you don't have the money, you. You pay when you when you get it, right? right. <laughs> you know, you don't have a job. You start paying once you get a job. So, so that sometimes could be months. Some people come in that are just disabled, can't work, and they going through a disability claim, which may take up a year or more. Right. So you try to get the the, the labor out of people like that to work at the center doing certain particular jobs, gotcha. okay. or jobs in the community. Okay. But they'll call me for everything, from mm-hmm. moving to raking to to, to, to carpentry work, and you got skilled people who right. have that. So you recognize their skills. So when someone calls, you can you can send them on a job. So there's several ways of doing it. And then you got, I do events 
golf tournaments. I sold Christmas trees, brother, for right. 15 years on, on 98 North. You know, I had a mm-hmm. nickname for that, you know. So that business, golf tournaments for like 14 years. And I put on a big banquet. That's my major fundraiser every year. It's one coming up in October, the end of October. And um, and I, I, a few years ago, I brought, uh, what's the big strawberry here to speak? Right. I got a young man in my speaker this year. I found out through um, Jeff William. He spoke at his after school program, summer program. This young man, I think, went to prison and uh, for a few years and came out doing some tremendous things, you know. He's uh, out of Tampa. Um, and, and he, you know, he's in his 20s. Right. Young. So he's going to be our speaker this year. And hopefully, you know, we get we, 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 we get support. I'm just, if anybody out there listening, you know, you can call me, get, contact me, you know, for information on anything that I'm, that I'm discussing today, if you have a, a question, Absolutely. I'm available. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, jumping back to the CB... CDC. Yeah. CFBDC. CFBDC. C- yeah, Central Florida Business Diversity Council. Yeah. How, and yeah. so, how, how did you get started with that, exactly? Well, you know what? This organization been around for 20-some years, you know, and, and it started out in Bato. It, it was like a mandate for the county to do something for minority businesses okay. many years ago, right? But it was made up mainly of construction workers. And these construction workers and subcontractors, general contractors, they were getting some opportunities with contracts with the, with the county and the school board. Okay. And so the school board had a division called the Office of Supply and Diversity, Minority Supply and Diversity, that sort of looked for these people, minorities, to do business with the school board as they do today in a different way, but also the county has that. The county has an offer of supply and diversity. The county even have an offer for women entrepreneurs. You know, some opportunities, like I say, people don't know about this here mm-hmm. in Polk County, and it's sort of my job to, to, to get that information out to them. And I, so, so that started, and, um, and then went on good for, for, for several years, and there was about a gap in there, about four or five years, it just sort of went down, and we lost our uh, certification as far as an organization. And then three of us came back together, Dr. Sam Simmons and Daryl Chapel, said, we need to get this started again. So it's been about eight, 10 years. Wow. So we, we cranked it back up with anyone in business, not just contractors. Mm. So there's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, see, networking, my brother, is, is a movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so big and so beautiful to me how people are connecting, not just in our county or Central Florida, not just in the United States, it's all over the world. And I love what I'm seeing, the diaspora, what they call Africa, diaspora right. movement in Africa. Right. I got several friends, it's amazing what's going on in Ghana. I have a friend who moved, two who moved over there, and they just sent me some pictures, you know, just opportunities in Ghana, and, and the relationship and attitude is just awesome, awesome, awesome thing. And, uh, and so, you know, you, when you see that, you go to these conventions of networking and see people all around the world, just minorities, <laughs> some of them celebrities, some of them, you build those relationships and, you know, and, and some of them I just, you know, I still have those relationships today, you know, you just build on them. 
And, uh, and so the godfather, that's a godfather, believe me or not, of networking. Wow. And if you guys out there, y'all look up this, if you're interested in knowing who the godfather of networking, this guy, um, Dr. George, um, oh, it, it escapes me his last name. I'll get it to you before this program over, but yeah, he, he's, he's, he's about, he's, he's been networked with PNC is his organization. Right. PNC. Um, and, uh, he, he puts on a convention of networking every year, and it's like three, 10,000, it depends, thousands of people that comes to it. We went to Houston to one last year, year before last, before COVID. It went virtual last year, and it's going virtual this year. But look up uh, uh, PNC, Dr. George. You look up George, you, you'll find out his, his last his last name. Um, but, you know, it's that type of thing. And if you can see what's going on, there's so many people interested in, in doing business for themselves, you know, um, that they, they want to know how, how you get started. What, what do you do? They need to know the rules. They need to know before they get into what to expect. You know, be robust, but... But it may not be for you, but you you know you may want to find out if it is because right. it's not easy, <laughs> okay, and and just a, as a matter of fact, you know, Black America generate over f- I think it's close to four trillion dollars. Right. Yes. You know, yes. that's a lot of money. A lot of money. If we was a country, we'd be like in the, you know, in the top. It would be like number fourteen, fifteen, right, richest country in in the, in the world. Yes. And we're right next to what Canada does. Right. So, so it kind of give you an idea of the kind of money we generate and you know, that we bring at the table, but we're, we're consumers, we're not investors. Unfortunately, well, <laughs> yeah. yes, unfortunately. You know yeah. right so now. we have to learn. Absolutely. We have to learn. So education is a big, big piece. So, uh, sorry to cut you off. What, what would you say your, your, your main goal for this program is? Or like, what, like, like, what is, like, I wouldn't say final destination, but like, when can you be comfortable? Like, like, never. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, never, never, never complacent. But well, you know, what's that movie Schindler's uh, List, where the guy was trying to save all the Jews from from being uh, from from uh, from Germany being being killed and slaughtered, and he was giving up money, gold, whatever he could find to pay the lives of of people, to, you know, to be freed. Right, right, you right. Know, true story. And uh, and so I think as long as I could help one more person, mm-hmm. you know. Make their dream come true, right? You know, because I'm a I'm a very content person, blessed. You know, I feel it's I I believe in that thing reciprocity. You know, it'll come back to you. You help another man, you don't have to worry about it coming back to you. Right. If you help them, it's gonna come back to you. Mm-hmm. It's just just like it's just what it is. And so I've been blessed. You know, so and I'm glad I have that attitude. You know, um, I'm, and so. I would never be, I'd be content but not satisfied because I think there's one other person out there every day that Absolutely. I can and touch. So it's That's a, my attitude. Abs- I mean? It's a great attitude, attitude to have. That's so attitude. A, a, a never-ending goal, basically. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you a, a couple of fun questions, maybe a bit off topic. Um, Like what, well, I guess you just kind of answered it. Uh. I was gonna ask you what keeps you motivated, but I guess the the, the thought of helping one person, uh, another person, achieving their yeah. dream, is uh, motivation yeah. enough? Well, my spiritual <clears throat> grounding is my foundation. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Okay, I made a covenant 
In other words, I made a, I made a or, actually, brother, I made a a, a covenant with with God, my God, and uh, you know, old saying, you know, the the labors are, the harvest are plenty, the labors are few, mm-hmm. and uh, and after God saved me from that wretched man that I was, I said, you know, hey, whatever. I can do to say thank you. He said, well, you, you can labor for me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's plenty out here who needs what you got and what, you know, your testimony and your work and your skills. And I said, well, give me a few minutes, God. <laughs> <like this." laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> right. And about a couple minutes later, I, came, I said, okay, we got a deal. Absolutely. He's been faithful and I've been faithful. So it's a, it's a win-win. Beautiful. Win-win. Bro. Um. Who, because I know you mentioned that uh, you're uh, married uh, earlier. Who, who, who's your support system now? Yeah, well, my wife passed away 20, 20, 20 years ago, right? I never remarried, and which is another thing that gives you the sort of more freedom to do things. I hear that. Okay, I hear and, that. Uh, and I'm married to it. I'm okay. married to my wife. And uh, some people can't, some friends can't understand right. that today. But, you know, so I'm married to my work. Um, my mother lives with me. Mm-hmm. She's 91. You Beautiful. Know, give her 24-hour care. And uh, she's been with me about five years. She's an inspiration seeing her every day. And uh, so, uh, I forgot the question. <laughs> no, uh, just, just, just who, who, who your support system yeah, that, is. That's my, that's, my, that's my foundation every day, throughout the day. Right. You know, and I see, you know, as long as he can, you know, see, what, what convinced a person that something is real is when they see it. And they know it's not them that that's doing it, you know. <laughs> right. And and, uh, and I'm seeing so many of those things happen in my life too. You know, I say, okay, you are almighty, because I ain't had nothing to do with that. I was in this trap. You got me out. I needed this. You, get, you know, I prayed for it and it came. You know, I, I didn't give up. Uh, and so, so that's 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 my motivation. That's that's my inspiration. That's my my everything. Okay. Yeah. So, so as a man of many things, um, could could you see yourself uh, uh, stepping into some, uh, a different endeavor, or do you plan on sticking with this and uh, sure. mastering yeah, it? Yeah, this this is it for me. You know, I have five daughters. Okay, <clears throat> and it's amazing that uh, you want to leave a legacy. Absolutely. You know, behind. So one of my daughters it happened to be out of the five. It's the baby girl, <laughs> okay, who has who has an interest. It has that uh that thing mm-hmm. for what I do, you know what I mean? And she she just um, ship off the old block, and so you wanna you wanna not only train them, you wanna let them know, be a part of your board, you know, you know, and, and um, so that um, the work you do will continue to go on. That that's that's something that succession that I'm, I'm really concerned about. Um, and and your kids today, you know, most of them don't live in your town. Mm-hmm. So, but thank God for network computers. Absolutely, she's a mill- she's in there with your your class probably. She's a millennial, right? Right. You know? But uh, a big help, big help. But you know, having board members and people in the community buy into what you're doing. I have people sometimes come and just feed my guys. People have banquets and know the food left there. They know to bring it there. Clothes come by. And there's all opportunities that people that you know God God just watches over because. Due to not having the grants, my my employ- I lost a lot of employees due to COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, haven't gotten them back. You know, so, but 
It goes on, man. It Ab- goes on. Absolutely, yeah. it does go on. Yeah. Um, last question yeah. here. Mm-hmm. If you could tell your twenty-year-old self anything, uh, give yourself advice. Uh, what would you say and why? That twenty-year-old person. Yes, the twenty-year-old. Wow, that's a good one. Yes, sir. Ooh, that's that's a real good one. Um, see, twenty. Let's see where. I, oh boy. <laughs> that was those seventies. Seventies, great time, great time. Yeah, you know, seven. Uh, I would have been um, graduate maybe around eighteen, nineteen, twenty. That yeah, that's like seventy six, seventy seven. I pledged, yeah, in seventy five. So seventy six, seventy boy, I was in the heart of pharmacy program. Ooh, I mean, I was a chancy devil. I mean, not not devil, but devilish chancy person and. I didn't tell the story that I had a lot of money when I went to college, okay? You remember I told you I got hurt and I right. felt? Okay. I had a cellmate. Wow. Okay, okay. so I'm, I'm going to college <laughs> with a brand new car. This is the 70s. Right. All right, brother. And, um, you know, football, pharmacy program. And people during the 70s was not living off campus. You know, everybody stayed on campus for the most part, 99%. I go there. And I get a condo, okay, that kind of life, all right, <laughs> with a brand new car. This is a, 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 what they call it, I try to look this car up. It was a Volkswagen, but it was a Porsche Volkswagen. It was a limited edition of it. Wow. Don't let me go there. That's another program. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, my point is, at the good time, the bad time, you overcome things. And when you've been through the journey I've been through, you know, you know it's, it's our guy that got you through it, man. You owe it all to him. Got, gotcha. Okay, beautiful. Um, And uh, before we uh, wrap this up, how can uh, the people out there reach you? Okay. Through New Life, it's newlifelakeland.org. You know, to find out more about our program, you know, volunteer donations. Uh, through Central Florida Business Diversity Council. You, you know, you're in business, want to network, collaborate, find out about, connect financially or whatever it may be when it comes down to business, you know, um, that's cflbdc.org. Central Florida Lakeland Business Diversity Council, cflbdc.org. And uh, same thing there. Or you can call me, uh, 863-661-9483. And uh, 661-9483. Or my office right downtown by Munns Park, 122 East Main at my office and more. Uh, so, guys, I hope some kind of way I touched someone out there today. But you got you got the, you almost got what they call it, the, the, the you got the real deal today. No, absolutely, yeah. I, I, and I'm I'm positive yeah. that uh, you touched someone uh, listening today. And I thank you yeah. for being a, a, sure. a guest on the show, uh, Mr. Larry Mitchell. Yes, uh, business in the spotlight. Thank you guys for watching. Peace.